When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 41. Sorry for not having a podcast last Thursday, but uh, you're going to be in for a good one today. Uh, Andy is not with us uh, today. We have a special guest, Dave, longtime listener, first-time caller. Uh, Dave, I got to ask you, like Andy, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing all sorts of. I'm all over the place right now. A lot of lot of stuff happening, both for the Rangers and otherwise. Yeah, it's it's one of those nights. It's Sunday night. I'm pissed that tomorrow's Monday. I'm pissed that the New York Rangers. It's just I. I, We're gonna be all over the map. Uh, First, I got to get off my chest that uh, the fucking. So I have Fubo TV, and you and I have had discussed. That oh, oh. Just... you do you want to do a separate podcast just on MSG Go? I don't think we have enough time. There's probably not enough time in. We'd have to honestly dedicate like the month of June to the MSG Go. <laughs> but so I have Fubo TV because I have to have MSG because I can't trust MSG Go or any other like streaming platform. So I have fubo which means i don't have tnt which means i have my apple tv to download the tnt app so i can watch so i can sign in through my in-laws cable service to just watch this fucking team and as i sign on and you know it's four o'clock i'm ready to rock all of a sudden there's like fucking 10 minutes left in the boston game and i'm like what there's not another channel on this this is like is there James, it was that start. It, it was the start of the Ranger game held because of that. Yes, they pushed it back to four twenty-two. That's so absurd. At four o'clock. First off, they have the Boston game start starting at one thirty, and the Ranger game starting at four. So you start the game at five. Yeah, start either start the game at five or start the Boston game at least at one o'clock because it's a two and a half hour game minimum regulation. You're not you're not gonna fit a game in in two and a half hours. It's just not realistic. So it, ah, they gave themselves zero time. They looked like idiots. They got to push the game back. And then everyone that was watching on an app either had to. I had to constantly refresh until I got finally the Rangers kicked over. 
So I missed the first five minutes, which turned out to be one of the most eventful first five minutes in New York Rangers history with uh, just all the penalties being called. Uh, yeah. So yeah. What are your thoughts on the start of this game? Because pretty much so I was, how this is going to go. I was responsibly watching this game driving home and on my phone and the first five minutes as it's it's just typical you think to yourself i'm saying when was the last five when was the last time we came out and kind of sent a message or had a had a strong showing in the first like show that we were we're not messing around like we like it was going to be we were going to make them work for it whether it's on the road or at home certainly didn't happen today you got a couple of calls here and there i mean if you're complaining about the refs you've already lost the battle as far as i'm concerned it wasn't the but it, it was well, yeah. It, I mean, it, the refs were bad, but it wasn't the the first five minutes. I mean, if you watched every play, the Rangers were not moving their feet, which is a which has become a theme. Yeah, so I don't I don't know, but you brought up a good point, and and I think we've said this like multiple times via you know text message that the New York Rangers really haven't been good since the the two games in particular that you mentioned. Well, the Seattle, Carolina, and, and even that Vancouver game, we weren't good. So that And that was February 10th and 11th, back-to-back games where we looked actually pretty good. Since February 15th, the Rangers have not looked good. They're surviving off of pretty much the failures of everyone beneath them alongside getting undeserved points against James, bad teams. We have one decent win since we'll call the Edmonton win a good win. It's on the road Friday night. McDavid owns everybody. We have one decent win since February 17th. One. And that includes three overtime wins by three of the worst teams in the league. We needed overtime to win, to beat. When's the last time we won a, a game by more than a goal? You're looking back at that Vancouver game. You're looking at more than, more than two goals back at the Carolina game. I mean, you want to talk about playing your best hockey going into the playoffs, and you want to look at the gauntlet we have in the next this week is a, is a is a test. You got four games in what six nights? You know, you got again Pittsburgh, a, a, basically a mini playoff series this week. You got them at home back to back. That's minimum three points required because before you know it, they're going to be kicking us out of the out of the uh, third spot. Then you got a, uh, well, technically not a back-to-back, but a Tuesday-Thursday against Carolina home and away. I'm sure they're going to be happy to see us. And then meanwhile, meanwhile, don't worry. The, the Jersey, uh, Devils are taking care of this. It's already 2 nothing about five minutes into the game. So that's great that's against what, Carolina. Yeah, oh, well, that's what good teams do. And you know what? I, and listen, not that Carolina is obviously not a bad team, but the, this is what teams with urgency do. Like the Devils are like, Oh, they're right above us. We can catch them. Let's go fucking balls to the wall. The Rangers? No, 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 no. We don't do that. And then after the game, Gallant will make a, listen, we're not really caring about where we positioned are in the playoffs. It's like, really? You're not? You want to go? James, the Devils are the, the Devils are that young, horny team that we were last year. Remember we were winning games last year that we had no business winning? And like three months into the season, you're like, wow, this is weird. We're winning games that like Ranger teams do not win. And we were winning those games. And that's exactly what the, the Jersey's doing this year. But the, the, the only difference is, though, like, all right, yeah, I definitely agree with that statement. It's, but we don't have the capability of just turning it on in the playoffs. We're just that's not. True. We're not that team. And, and don't that's forget, true. we're going to end up playing the Devils. 
who are going to be red hot and they're going to be like fuck we can blow this team out like and me and you just move to this stupid state and we're gonna get run out of it if the devils beat us in the first round that's why like i'm secretly pulling for the new jersey devils to overtake carolina because at least like it's a less it's a a easier blow on my ego (laughs) and i know this is a rangers podcast well and i know like just people listening to this they're like probably shutting it off right now being like this is a new york rangers podcast but like honestly as as a as a a fan of this hockey team, there's nothing more than I want than a Stanley Cup. But you cannot say that the product on the ice, the last few games, last four or five games, is a is not even that's not even like a playoff team, let alone a Stanley Cup team. Did, and go ahead. No, no, go ahead, finish your thought. No, it's just and you can even see like finally between periods when you get you know a a, a panel that are not you know part of the Rangers organization, more NHL, you know, preaching. They see it too. They see it right away. They're like, is something wrong? Patrick Kane's clearly not comfortable. Like the New York Rangers yeah. don't shoot pucks. They're seem to be, you know, stuck in, you know, first gear. Yeah. Thank you. I, I'm, gl- <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that is, you know, that's like, this is it, man. We're going to win the cup with Pat Kane. It's like, we took like 10 steps back in the wrong direction. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the main question is, Dave, like, where do we even go from here? There's so there's a difference between just being like a negative downtrodden fan being like an overzealous, you know, where the shit no one can touch us fan and a somewhere in between an actual rational fan. I'm the first one to, to be critical of the Rangers. I'm the first one to, you know, pat their little bottoms when they're doing well. Were there things tonight that I thought? you know, stood out. Yeah. I thought VZ and Goudreau, you know, did, you know, was was moving his feet, won some draws. VZ VZ was the most notable Ranger out there aside from, I thought Halak played pretty solid. I thought Fedotanko played pretty solid. Now what I hope happens, what everybody hope happens, you see Fedotanko get more comfortable asserting himself more after, you know, a few weeks getting into it. That's what you got to hope Kane's going to do. And people, you know, it's easy to say, oh, you know, these guys are all stars. Kane's, you know, a hall of famer. You know, why Why don't they just hit the ground running? Have you ever done anything in your life for 16 straight years, got into a routine, and then changed everything about that? No, you probably haven't. So you have to you have to turn your your the sort of the realistic dial, get that little, you know, get that dialed in a little bit and be be reasonable about these things. Kane's going to be fine come the playoffs. You know, Fedotanko's going to be fine come the playoffs. It's what we do between now and then. That's going to say, is it going to be, who was the, uh, was it Sutter last year saying, yeah, I, you know, it's going to be eight quick days again in the first round against the Avalanche. Is it going to be a quick eight days? Are we going to, is it going to be, are we going to be down two games to nothing the first round of the playoffs before we even know what happened? Listen, or are we going to, you know, or are we going to win consecutive games for, for, you know, the first time in God knows how long, how many, how many times have we won a series in less than six games? It very rarely happens. The only time, like I, well, first off, number one, I love that you call Fedotanko, Tarasenko, Fedotanko. Oh um, my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just an anchor. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. And but you're right. I mean, he definitely looks more comfortable. I, to be honest with you, if I if I am Kane or Tarasenko. I'm looking around me and being like, I don't know how I'm going to ever get comfortable being around the Jackal and High team that this is. Like, great point. Like, you got to be looking at Galan and being like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't blame you for changing the lines because 
Kreider's on the first line. He belongs on the fourth line. He is atrocious. <laughs> you have VC doing toe drags down the middle, like just missing, playing, you know, a hell of a game. That line's working hard. If I'm like Kane, I'm like, dude, get me off the fucking line with, with Kreider and please put me on a line with, you know, VC and Goudreau. Like, that's how, sick, I- that's how sick it is. Do we? I have a question. And, uh, you know, we, we both watch this team more than any other team. I don't know what to think of Galan. It, like, you can only... Ch- for Okay, so no one cares. I've played hockey my whole life. No one cares. Did you, you play hockey your whole life. No one cares. Did you... Is, is it just me? Or do, is it annoying when you don't have four, five, six, seven games with the same line mates to click? It just doesn't happen like that. Like, I mean, I love I actually love to get listener feedback, like how they how they how they would feel about a Gallant doing that, and and b like, do we know if he's a, a good coach at this? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I like I saw what they were doing in practice, switching up the the power play schemes and personnel. I love that. It's a proactive thing. It's what a good coach should be doing. You know, if 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 he puts players in the right position and they're shooting pucks into shin pads, firing Panarin fired one. I, I don't think it's landed yet. It was so freaking wide of the net. I mean, I, I don't know what to think of Gerard Gallant right now. I don't know. And you know what? The next three weeks is going to, is going to pretty much tell everything we need to know moving into the postseason, And then it's not up or shot up. I, I don't know. Well, I'll say, I'll say this to kind of somewhat answer your question. I like Gallant. I think, I think he's exactly a coach that you need with this many all stars. Because listen, you can't be jumping down your throats. Like I'd be the worst coach for the New York Rangers because I'd be bitching at Mika at Panarin, and they would be like, "Are you fucking kidding me? We're like Hall of Famers here. Like get the fuck out." Like I'd be the, like, you need someone even keeled. You need someone that is going to support them no matter what. To realize that, you know, it's a roller coaster, just be, you know, even keeled right down the middle. Don't get too high, don't get too low. You definitely need that. But at the same time, there also needs to be that fire on the bench, you know, throwing sticks when shit's not going right. And fire an iPad into the third yeah, row. Yeah, break it. Like you always say, just break an iPad, please, for the love of God. There, I don't even know what you're looking at because you're you don't fix anything when you ask. I'm convinced. I'm convinced Panarin's playing Snake or Hangman or something. I definitely could. I would almost guarantee he's played like a wor- like Wordle on there, like during. So the- I have. I, I'm seeing something interesting right now. I went back to. I'm looking at the game sheet right here. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Gallant as a coach. We're talking about how VZ is probably the most aggressive, noticeable forward tonight. Least, least time on ice for the forwards. Who do you think it is? Well, probably VC. VC, isn't yeah. that insane? Well, uh, here I, I have it pulled up too. It's Kreider. Pro- Kreider's right there, which is at least oh, at least he's not you know forcing a fish down a lion's throat. Makes yeah. no sense. But it, trust me, I, I say things that don't make sense all the time. the The power play going over two is definitely a problem. Not playing your fourth line more is is obviously a problem uh, when they're going when they're firing yeah yeah when they're firing on all cylinders you might as well use them uh i i you know what though looking at the it's pretty even he besides the fourth line he had pretty even keel lineup he kind of and I, I like that yeah i like that and, and I, i'll say this 
for, you know, in contrast to the negativity, the less we hear about Harper, about Schneider, about Mikula, and you do hear a bit about Mikula. He's I been, like Mikula today. I thought and the was- less you, but the less you hear about those guys, the better it is. Because the less you hear about them, the less they're messing up. Schneider had a questionable pinch in the first period, I think led to an on-man rush. I, I I don't remember if they scored on it or not. Um, um, Miller tried to get overactive with a stick there in the third on the blue line, but but that's his game. I want him making those plays because that I mean he he he's demonstrated that he can recover from that, whether it's with his stride or his reach, which is from here across the Hudson. So I I I like I like not hearing about those guys. I like it, James. I listen. I I love it too, and I love the fact that you know, listen. You're gonna need guys to just chew up minutes in the playoffs, and I do think. You know, once Lindgren comes back, if Mikula and Schneider are our weak links, I totally trust them in the playoffs because Mikula, I do too. he's kind of like a long, he's like you said, he could pretty much, you know, defend the Hudson River. No one's getting around him. He is just huge. He's going to, going to be like a fucking Bortuzzo where they don't look that steady on their skates, but they just somehow get the job done. Uh, yeah. Our, our problems really are going to be our forwards. Like it's whether or not they show up and. And, you know, I'll even go as far as this. Listen, if the Rangers are a team that ends up coasting through the regular season, uh, you know, we end up just staying in that third spot. And then all of a sudden we beat the Devils in five games. I'll shut my fucking mouth and yeah, I'll eat I'll eat all any different yeah. bird species you want. Crow, yeah. wren, whatever you want. I will lick the dog poop as per stepbrothers. Like I that's not it's not a problem. Even the white stuff. Even the white stuff. Yeah. And, but the problem is, I don't believe that we're that team. Like, we've never been that team. We are not this team this year. But I, the- I mean, James, we weren't that, te- we were that team last year. We had a phenomenal regular season. We get in there against second and third string goalies. And if it wasn't for a, if it wasn't for a flub by uh, not the best spicy pork Look roll. Me. Yeah. The we're not in the second round. But you know what? That's the, the past. We're this is the that's the past. This is 2023. Yeah, and and listen, and as far as I'm concerned, it's 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 how we respond the next game, and we we got a big point tonight. You know, if you want to be positive, we did get a point we didn't deserve tonight, and we move on. And like you said, our schedule is a gauntlet. We have Washington on Tuesday, who I don't think they believe they're out yet. Like. I don't know what they think. I don't know what they think either, but it, they definitely are not rolling over and quitting because every time I fucking turn them on, they're like squirreling hi- highlight real goals. And then we, then we play Pittsburgh Thursday and Saturday. So it's going to be, you know, one of these weeks where every game, this is like almost feels like the playoffs. So maybe this is like healthy for the Rangers, you know? I- the, see the nice thing about you know one of the positives we do have here is we could be sitting here a week from now coming off four wins against four pretty good teams Nashville being probably the weakest of the four and we're like you know it, it's a totally different story so you know you, you break it up week by week it's not it's not full-on panic mode yet because we still do have 15 16 games left and, and people at home are probably saying like panic mode what the hell are you talking about like this team's in a, in a great position. To those people, I'd say, are you confident that this team's going to step into the postseason and change the way that these forwards 
attack the opposing D below the dots. What what is our forecheck? Like I was actually going to ask. I was in the middle of the second. I'm like, when we record tonight, I'm going to ask Andy what our forecheck is. Like I saw Kako's line. You know the Kako Heedle and uh, no, he's uh, Kako was playing with yeah um, with Kane and no 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 they had Lafreniere Heedle and Kane, which I right. thought worked great last game. This game, not that not so much. I think not Kane, the best. Listen, at the end of the day, you got to put Kane with Mika or Panarin. I know it sucks, or even put all three of them together. I know it kind of sucks, but they kind of Kane's gonna like quit if we don't put him with. I'm seeing. He had. A, he actually. He actually didn't force a pass backdoor. He he threw it over to Panarin unforced, and Panarin buffed it. But it was a beautiful play. Could have could have had it there in the yeah, third on the power play. Listen, you just gotta force those guys minutes together. I know, like realistically, the good the. The smart thing is to split them up, but that's like in a world where Kane's going to work hard, not playing with another All Star. Like if you look, and I don't, I don't need him to work hard. To be honest, he's earned the he's earned the right not to work hard. Okay, all he needs is the puck below the top of the circles and let him cook. Yeah, but the problem is we the guys on his line have to fucking be like hornets buzzing around the offensive zone they're the retrievers yes they're the retrievers. you retrieve the puck you got to create chaos we got to go to the net and screen the goalie and try to get rebounds like exactly what happened the first goal Kane's puck, puck behind the net turnover right in front who was it vc to, to uh goudreau. VC to goudreau and that's exactly what you need the teams will break down especially bad teams like there was no reason why we couldn't score six goals against the buffalo sabers Dude, they give up goals. It, they're like, I, I'm gonna look it up right now. It's a dog park defense. They, you they know, might, you go to the dog park, you let it. You have to get in that little area between the two doors to take the harness off, and then the dog runs in, and all the other dogs run everywhere. That's what Buffalo defensive scheme is. Dog park defense. Yeah, they're like the worst. They're like top five worst team in terms of goals against. They're awful. Like Detroit's below them, and they've given up. 39 less goals like in the standings like Detroit's below that and they gave up 39 less goals Buffalo scores goals but they give up a ton too so it's one of those things where or actually maybe it's not as bad but uh, anyway it doesn't matter it the the Buffalo Sabres that should have been a fucking six goal game for the New York Rangers and we and we failed and and this is this is the shit I'm talking about you know fans will look at the standings and say we're probably right where we belong and you know what you're probably right, but at the same time, it's like, look at our lineup, you know? You and I haven't seen a team like this in our lifetime since maybe 94, and maybe a couple of the Hank runs that we went on were a solid team, but I'd argue that this team is way more skilled and has the potential to actually win a Stanley Cup. The problem is we play nothing like it, so I, I, don't, I don't know where the disconnect is, but I, I don't see how we turn it on in the playoffs. You want to think, you want to believe that when you get to the play, I mean, everything resets in the playoffs. It really does. I mean, we could be playing like dog shit, going to the playoffs and, and sweep a team. We really could. If you take, if you take our sort of jaded um, Rangers shades off, it, it, it could happen. That being said, it's, you know, look at, look at the teams that take care of business. 
You know, look at look at those two Pittsburgh teams who weren't the most skilled, had had obviously have elite high end talent. But why did they win that? I forget which cup it was. It was that Benino Kessel and the other guy, uh, Haglin, and probably yeah. I think it was line. Why did they? You know, it's like every year you have, and and that line for us needs to be the kid line because that third line is going to have more talent on it, young talent, but more talent on it than almost any third line they face. And I thought they got great experience last year. And if they can step in and contribute, then we're then we've got gas. Then we're cooking. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. That's what I'm talking. Like, you look up and down this lineup. It's like, if we all play our best hockey, we are going to win a series. But it's like, it can't be Kreider taking off five of the seven games in a seven-game series. It cannot be, you know, Panarin not getting any shots on goal for five straight games like he did in the middle of the season. Like, it's unacceptable. You're making over $11.5 million. You need to be a 130-point player in this hockey league. That was one of the notes I had. Five on five, you have to be borderline dominant. It can't just be on the power play. And and to your point about Kreider, when, again, no one cares. We both played hockey growing up. Absolutely no one cares. But if you didn't have your game, the easiest thing you do, and you know if you have your game in the first three or four shifts, the right. easiest thing you can do, bang bodies, put pressure on, make those defensemen look over their shoulder. I feel like Kreider doesn't do that. No. And he's the biggest guy out there. He's Ray Lewis on skates. If you look at his stats, he's 6'3", 220, 230. And he can skate like the wind. Like, he can he could be fast. Like, so he's actually so fast that he can't stop on his own. Like, he... That, <laughs> Ends but, all the offsides. Like, he, he, up and down the ice, he's literally like... A, he could be McDavid without the puck. Like, obviously, like, McDavid's on a different level. But Kreider can be that fast. He should be he's Forrest Gump. He's, for, he's, he's forward, backwards, side to side. But, like, he's a straight-line runner, straight-line skater. Right. And, that, and that's exactly what he just needs to be. That's fine. But you got to be able to run bodies, gather the puck. Dude, use your body to just block players. Create chaos. Like, when he's in front of the net, he's giving the goalie eyes he's giving him a lane because he wants his stick to be the first thing to touch the puck it's like dude you need to be in front of the goalie blocking his vision like you did two seasons ago and you know actually tip the puck in and it you don't even actually have to tip the puck because we have shooters now that are going to be able to pick corners you know with kane tarasenko you know fox forget mika and panarin they're never going to snipe um, and that reminds me, Dave. Did you obviously Latang's overtime winner? I was. I, that's what have, I, I think. I know what you're going to say. Do we have a player that would ever be able to shoot like that? I, here's what I'm going to say about your point about Kreider in front of the net. If you look every night 
watch I, I watch almost every, every like the, the three or four minute recaps of every game because I don't have any other hobbies. It's really sad. If you watch at least twice a night, you see a goal where there's a guy in front and a goalie's leaning one way and the puck goes o- puck goes over the other way. And that's the only sort of traffic you need. If you get that goalie looking around you, it sounds pretty basic now that I'm saying it out loud, but it's like that's day one stuff. Kreider's a moose there. If he's sitting there, instead of off to the side tapping his stick like it, it worked last year. More power to him. Obviously, it worked last year. It's not working this year. you got to change some That stupid tip play where they they shoot it at his stick on the side of the net and he's tipping it. It's not working. That, I don't think it's worked maybe twice this year. But now he's obsessed with the stopping the puck and then behind the back pass. Yeah, across the crease. Across the crease. When it, it, that's not working either. No. And like it's I don't, worked a few times. It's worked a few times. It yeah, when it works, it looks awesome. But when it doesn't work, it's like embarrassing. It's like, dude, that's not how you're gonna score goals in the playoffs, though. Like you're gonna score goals. Like they're gonna be all fluky shit shots. Like hello, the Louis Domingue fucking goal that you scored. Not the best. Where yeah, but you you threw it on net. That was the right play to do. You threw it on net. You never know what happens. And the fucking you got the. You got a shot off today. I mean, hell of a play by Trocek. I love that they didn't call the that um, from behind on Malkin that led to the three and two. But, Trocek takes that split second, that extra split second, gets that through the uh, defenseman's leg to Kreider in front, low blocker. I love that. The The problem is, and Pittsburgh fans are going to be bitching that that wasn't a call. The problem is when you allow, I don't even know who it was, uh, the someone cross-track Kreider to the face right before uh, that. Pedersen? Yeah, Pedersen cross-tracks Kreider to the face. They get matching penalties. I don't know how. And then you get, you know, Hedl got cross-tracked from behind. You don't call that. And then, you know, Tarasenko actually threw the body and laid him out. Um, Mott gets tackled. When you're just going to say, listen, we're not going to call anything, and then you guys just, you know, go Braveheart out there. And then when one thing happens to you and it causes a goal, yeah, doesn't it suck? But you know what? If you called it fair, the Rangers would have had a couple more power plays. Like the fact that the Rangers only had two power plays and to Pittsburgh's four is kind of a joke. Because if you looked at that game, you would definitely think the Rangers would have had a couple more power plays. That's all I'm saying. And and we weren't even working that hard. Like, and it, it was, if the refs want to say, listen, they, the Rangers weren't, weren't moving their feet enough to, to get those calls, fair enough. But at the end of the day, it's like, don't bitch about, you know, a missed call when you literally had 15 fucking no calls and like five of them in one shift. So put, put that, putting that to bed right now. Um, all right. Uh, I mean, our... I keep going looking at our schedule. We are so fucked because <laughs> we go Washington Tuesday, then we have the Pittsburgh Thursday, Saturday, and then we play immediately Sunday against the Predators. And then we have Carolina twice, Florida. Columbus is the only team where like they're not playing for anything. And really, I guess Nashville is t- isn't either. But, you know, this the close this month out of March you know, we really need to write the ship here. Otherwise we are definitely a wild card team and it's not even like close. I, you know, I like the fact that we played, you know, we played Tampa and Toronto in the last, let's call it week of the season. Um, there's a couple of, hopefully that Buffalo team is still hungry, trying to hang around the playoffs. I don't know. 
Probably not, but you can hope. Um, well, let me so ask you, who, you know, who, who do you think is the wild card teams? I got the standings right here. Right now, I mean, I think that so the so the Islanders are the Islanders have played more games than anybody somehow, which is weird because the Rangers take that title every year somehow. <laughs> True. Um, so they're looking at the rest of their schedule looks a little more competitive. I would love to see Florida make it. Their their back end is atrocious. I, I, I sadly to say. I think it's going to be as it is right now because the Islanders, you know, they play that sort of game. They've been in the last, there's, there's six, three and one in the last 10 games. And I, and Barzell has missed the majority, if not all those games. It's like, yeah. Can you imagine if Adam Fox went down, what this team would look like? I was having, I had like a, a, a mini stroke halfway through the third period today when he had the, he had the puck on the back. I'm like, man, he's out there for the entire power play. Can you imagine what this team would look like without him? Yeah. no. Uh, So I think it's going to hold as it is. Pittsburgh's got the leadership and the coaching. The Islanders are are the Islanders, which I hate to say, you know, Sorokin, (laughs) he's having a hell of a year. He's got a little slight, little, little Jekyll Hyde there, but he's having a hell of a year. Um, Pittsburgh just, or I'm sorry, uh, Florida is just not, their consistency, you want to talk about all over the map. Bobrovsky is sort of – he's picked his his game together a bit in the last two months. Um, they're starting to kudos. abuse him, though. Yeah. They, yeah, I mean, right. Rightfully I, so. They're, they're, like, starting him every game. And, and, that, and their backup, Alex Lyon, fun fact, he played he plays a few summers in, in my men's league up in Stanford. So that's not a good sign <laughs> if we got guys on my men's league scoring on him. And this is a couple of years ago. So – you know, Bobrovsky, there's a lot of there's a lot of wear and tear in those tires. Um, so I don't think that they can then make up those uh, those points. But what do we know? I think Ottawa has a chance. They're, I'm pulling they're, for them. They're, I mean, they got they got three games in hand, six points back. I'm pulling for them too. They might be my my second favorite team. There's so much to like about that team, and they got these goalies now. One's like six 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 seven. That kid Sanderson on the back end's a player. They're doing all this without Josh Norris. He's yeah. gonna say, he's gonna score thirty five goals next year, and not a Fugazi Kreider thirty five goals, a real thirty five goals. And and you know I love what I love about this team. They got a little bit of everything, and they got a couple. They're led by a fucking scumbag who knows he's a scumbag, and that's what it takes to win in the playoffs. Oh, are you talking about? Are you talking about my new my new friend uh, Brady Kachuk? Yeah, Brady Kachuk. Yeah, I mean, did you when you? How big is that kid? He's a moose. He, I think he had he had more Bud Lights than any two two other people in the bar that night. We were down. I was down in uh, Florida for the All Star game. It was him and his brother basically running the entire show in this bar. And then Marner and Hughes were kind of like in the corner, looking like you know fifteen year olds. They those kids are are tiny. Anyway, I digress. But yeah, like you said, you got Kachuk, you got you got Giroux in in that like. Like you know, one A leadership role there. We might just be. We might just have to do an Auto Centers podcast. Yeah, no, I love. I fucking love them. And and you're 100 percent right. It's like Drew's there to kind of reel in. Like I feel like Brady Kachuk is like, let's fucking kill them. And then Drew's like, all right, we let's. I mean, we can go out there and kill them, but you know, let's be smart and clean up the neutral zone. Like you know what I mean? Like I feel like they got you know a good like dynamic leadership there. You know, and then uh, you know, obviously Watson. 
you know, almost killed one of our players. Uh, <laughs> that's fine though. It's, 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 but fine. you know what? Listen, God bless the N- NHL. I think is pushing for Ottawa to make the playoffs. I think they want more <laughs> Canadian teams involved and they're going to turn a blind eye when they can to help these programs, you know, make it into the playoffs. <laughs> these programs. I got a question for you. So when, when injuries happen, cause they, they always happen. Who, st- who's the first forward, the first two forwards that step into this lineup? And why, and give me anything you can, any sort of encouraging confidence that Ryan Carpenter can be that guy and not be a complete bubble boy. Oh boy. Well, I think Brzezinski is going to be the first guy up, right? I would imagine. Yeah, probably. And like, is, I don't know if the emergency, does your roster get expanded in the playoffs? Like who? You have the black aces, right? Yeah. Oh, is that? Pack of <laughs> is, that, is that what? Is that? Are they still calling them that? I thought that was just for the bubble, or is it always? No, been? they've always called the Black Aces. Oh, You've watched right. the the Rangers Stanley Cup video six thousand times, like I have. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. those guys would just practice and get pinned every night and hope they hope that they didn't have to get in the lineup. Uh, God, you know it's like crazy. It's like Lieber Hayek is right there. Uh, He's gonna see minutes. He's going to see minutes down the line. You would imagine if they rest, especially if they rest like Fox or something, if the Rangers are like in a position, well, I'm just saying like down the stretch, I don't know if the Rangers even can bring anybody up like that. Um, All right. No, to answer your question, dude, how sick would it be if we called up Othman though? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, now we, we, I don't know if you know this, Hartford made a move for uh, Adam Clendenning at the, at the deadline, the AHL, we can see Adam Clendenning in the lineup. You know what? At this point, bring him, bring him in. Or what about? Bring him in. <laughs> I mean, we got Will Lockwood from. Uh... Hey, he was he was good at Michigan. <laughs> well, I don't know how he did. I don't know if he did anything. The same Michigan kid. No, but you know, Brzezinski. Uh, we, st- you know, obviously Will Cooley had a little bit of a you know had a, had a little call up this season. Um, I mean, I'd love to see Offman. I mean, realistically, for next year, I'd love to see Kreider gone and kind of Brendan Offman be that guy uh, for us next year. I mean, that would take you know five million off the books, free up some cap space, so we could sign some of the other guys. But yeah, uh, I, my two guys. I mean, what I want to see happen is Brendan Offman getting called up and Brzezinski getting called up. But Brzezinski is going to be the first guy. Can we bring, can Offman get like a sniff at one of those last few regular season games? I know his team, I think his, I'm not sure if his team stinks in the, in the O or if they're good this season. I should know that. That's poor preparation. Um, uh, yeah, if you can mix him in down the, down the stretch, like let him play that, that, that Columbus game or that Buffalo game in, uh, in April before the end of the season and just kind of have him ride along for the playoffs just to sort of get that experience. I don't see why you wouldn't do that. And to your point about Kreider, I mean, you and I both know he's not going anywhere. And if, if he did go somewhere, oh, then you're looking, different. you're looking to find someone with size. You, we don't have any size. Oh, I beg to differ. I, I think Drury would love to get rid of him. First off, 40 chess here my, with my brain. You got, you got to remember, Kreider is a Boston College kid, so there's no, not going to be any love lost with, with Drury <laughs> letting Boston him go. College yeah, kid. 
Um, and I think a lot of teams would be very interested in Kreider. And as much as I think Kreider wants to be in New York, uh, I think the right... Does he have a no move? He's got a... It ends, though. Um, he's got a no movement clause. Uh, starting July 1st, 2024, player submits a 15 no trade list. Uh yeah, so at that point, I think, listen, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to trade you to the worst team next next year if you don't get rid of, you know, if you don't, you know, make your list right now. That's what I would tell him. He's worthless, and for $6.5 million, he does absolutely, you know, he scores a lot of goals, but he's arguably spoon-fed the most first-line minutes in the National Hockey League. I'd rather him score less goals and be more productive in other areas of the ice. Yeah, just... And I love scoring goals. I love scoring goals too. I think he really prohibits Mika from. You're not going to see full Mika until he's gone. Um, I think you definitely get some, you know, create more creative talent on the left side. And actually, call me crazy, and I don't know if you agree with this, but you know, with we have a flash in the pan of of uh, Lafreniere actually playing some decent hockey. We should move Panera or Lafreniere up to the first line while he's actually playing somewhat decent with a little bit of confidence. Just, just saying, you know. Bring I play Bre- the wheels off him if I'm if I'm going. You got to put this kid. This kid has been on on the marquee his entire career. You have to and 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 is a cornerstone of this franchise moving forward. I know you. I know you and the boys really don't like him, and it's hard to argue. Because you know that 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 the expectations that you like, if you're a first overall pick by year three or four, you got to be a serious contributor. If you're if you're a forward, it's got to be it's got to be twenty goals. I'm sorry, it it twenty five goals. It has to be. Now I think he's right there. What's he have like 19, 20 goals? But you have to put him in the position to succeed. You don't need to keep like you know our top Panarin and, and Mika and, and and these guys like. They're going to get theirs. They're, you know, they're, they've been there. They're 10 plus year professionals. You have to put number 13 in the position to succeed. And it's not, it, it, you got to keep putting them out there. No, no, almost no matter what, because you've seen the progress over the last two months. And hopefully with this playoff run only, only compounds that. And then, you know, cause if he's not, if he's not 30 goals in the next few years, that's tough, man. And you know what? Spin zone, to contra- uh, contradict what I just said, it's a good thing that he's not lighting the world True. on fire because the contract, he would price himself out. Then we'd be screwed up and down the line. He's so you t- know what? Spin zone, he's doing perfectly. He, I bet you he signs two years, two and a half million. Just a little bit more than Kako got you know, for their bridge deal. So they can get two years to kind of figure out who they fucking are. Uh, and then you know they can you know they can hopefully cash in on a, a nicer contract and that gets them closer to when the cap goes up so maybe he get a few more you know this cap going up if i hear about the cap going up one more time it's like the chicken trade i'm gonna tear my eyeballs out three well, years of jacob chicken guy goes for like two draft picks give me a break beat me off uh what's his name the gm of phoenix yeah Fucking i mean idiot they're they're a joke uh but you know i i think you know for the new york rangers that we need those guys to contribute. And here's the thing. If you're telling me the kid line is the most dominant line, yeah, then he can play there. But if you see Kreider basically being beyond worthless and you see Lafreniere, you know, 
playing decent, you got to make that move to switch. And this is the shit that like bothers me about Gallant is that he's almost like, nah, just let the boys play. They'll figure it out. It's like, dude, you, you got to fucking coach a little bit. And, and I really do truly believe that the New York Rangers, uh, uh, could come back and beat the, uh, the Tampa Bay lightning the last game. If Gallant decided to play the best three players and put them all on the same line, like he just, kept on throwing out Panarin's best game was that last game of that series, the elimination game. And he just forced fed a minutes with cop who literally couldn't skate and Strom who, who might've had a broken back. So James, we don't, we don't talk about that series anymore. Okay. We certainly don't talk about in game three when the Rangers on a power play and there was a missed call on Heedle that would have put him up on a five on three up to nothing. Uh, basically they scored a goal there. The series is over. We don't talk about that anymore. All right. All right. <laughs> it's just, I, I, yeah, I don't know. We don't um, talk about how we've got like three goals in the last however many game sevens or game six elimination games over the course of 10 years. We don't, we don't talk about that. Yeah, well, games five and seven at home against the Tampa Bay Lightning, we both got shut out back-to-back in the Eastern Conference final. So anyway. You and me had as many goals as the Rangers did. That's true. Uh, all right, do you have anything else? Let's end on a positive. Give me, uh, give me three positives going into this week. All right, three positives going into this week. Um, the first positive I'm going to say is that... Um, God, you need three? I haven't done three all season. Uh, no, I, I can be th- positive. Uh, number one, uh, Shesterkin and Halak are both playing really well. That's a good sign. Uh, Shesterkin, I think, clearly needs to play more. Um, and this is a perfect backup situation for Halak. If he's going to play like this any game, it's much appreciated. So thank you, Halak, and thank you to the goaltenders for kind of turning it around. Some shaky starts there, but I think it's just because of our inconsistent schedule and and Galan almost being too generous to Halak uh, with the amount he plays, but he deserves it because he's playing well. That's the first thing. Uh, number two, uh, Alexis Lafreniere playing much better hockey. I kind of like what I... You know, I like to see he's being a little bit more aggressive, uh, a little bit more confident with the puck. Uh, still not 100% perfect and where I want him to be, but I appreciate him kind of turning it around. Uh, third, I will say, uh, my third, I'm going to actually say Tarasenko. He was coined the nickname Tarasenko uh, in his first couple games. Uh, and then all of a sudden he decided, you know what, I can get points and help the boys win. Uh, I, I, I kind of am liking more and more what I see from him every game. So that's also a plus. I think he's almost prohibited uh, to get the peak performance out of him because of who he's playing with. Uh, and that's Kreider on the left side because they pretty much, you know, have that line set in stone. But all right, three positives for you. Okay, I get sort of spin zones to my positives. Our, our, uh, our schedule coming up, pretty tough. Spin zone, great test. For us, we come out in the next one, two, three, four, five, six games. We come out of those games with, let's say, even eight points. We go three, two, and one. I'm okay with it. I'm okay you know? with that, too. Against like, back-to-back against Carolina, I just saw Nashville's, like, something crazy in the last 10 games. or like, seven, two, and one, something like that. Um, so that's my first spin zone. Second spin zone. In contrast to what we were just saying about Kreider, he's not, you know, he's kind of putzing around the regular season, spin zone, 
show, saving it for the playoffs. Guy has performed for the last 10 years in the playoffs. Got to give him that credit. And third thing, uh, this might be a tough one. Third thing is that I'm going to say we end up playing the doubles first round and blow them out of the, blow them out of the water, out of the Hudson, because Vitek Vanacek is uh, a, one of those dirty, sweaty pillows that you just, you know, you give to the guests in the guest room when they come over and put a nice uh, pillowcase over it so they don't see the gross blood and sweat stains that have been on it for the last 10 years. All right. Well, I, listen, I hope all, all everything that you said uh, comes true. Uh, Vitek Vanacek is actually posting a shutout through a, almost a period in, in a little bit against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, I have That's one, fine. I have him on my fantasy team, so somewhat rooting for him uh so all right i'm gonna end it thank you for joining uh andy and i will be back on thursday for sure uh the new york rangers have a lot to take a lot of business to take care of this week and hopefully the new york rangers can find a way to beat washington and you know then face off again two more games versus pittsburgh it's almost the playoff mentality you have to have going into these games so you know for the new york rangers this will be a huge test to see who we are and uh all right so we'll see you again on Bef- go ahead before you sign off what it, uh next four games next sunday night what are we sitting here talking about how many what's our record in those four games all right i'm gonna be somewhat optimistic here because i do this to andy a lot uh i'm gonna say we beat the capitals i am going to say we beat pittsburgh uh i'm gonna say we lose to pittsburgh on saturday uh only because it's an 8 p.m. game, and I know I'm going to go to bed really late. Not really late, but later than usual and just be pissed off. And then we're going to bounce back and beat uh, Nashville. So my Monday is going to be good. We're going to be 3-1 three, three and one in the next four games. So, I'll take it. Um, I think you're right. All right. All right. So signing off here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, all right. Have a good one, and let's go. Ready. Thanks for having me. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod. And please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.